The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. I'm getting the error message, uh, directsound.com object. Uh, I don't want to hook up. Um, I don't know what the direct... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, Bill Nye, the science guy here. Whenever I am listening to the radio, especially Tech Talk Radio, I, 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 it's just such a party! Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Amanda. I'm Broadway. Thanks for being here. Uh, Justin is out today. Justin, over the weekend. he uh, So, yeah, well, he kind of, in a way, he, he <laughs> partied with the family. Uh, he got his hands on a, a fifth, is it a fifth wheel that he went out with? No, it was a 30-foot toe behind. And he's never done wow. that before, right? He's never, yeah, so his... One of his neighbors has a truck and a tow behind that he let him rent for the weekend. And according to Justin, he's pretty beat up, pretty tired from the stress of towing that large of a vehicle through metropolitan Denver. My small trailer is only 20, 21 feet long. And my small truck, it's people don't pay attention on the roads and it scares me driving that small thing. So, yeah. Do you think he's got the bug though? Because most people, like you, you kind of got it because you, you did this growing up, but. Do you think well, he got I the think it's, I think it's my fault that he went on this trip because when we came from our out west trip, we stopped and we we let him see the trailer and stuff. Uh... He's like, "Oh man, this is so great!" And <laughs> then he started talking to his neighbor, and his neighbor's like, "Yeah, you can borrow my truck and trailer whenever you want for a minimal fee." <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I mean, you you have to look at this look at it this way, right? There is a huge industry in RV rental. Mm-hmm. Huge, it's huge. I could, if my camper was not sitting in my backyard right now, I could be renting it out every weekend. Really? Wow! I, I could take it. I could take it to a site, set it up, and I could probably make three or four hundred bucks a weekend. Wow! I never even thought about that—that that people could rent rent their own RVs. Oh yeah, it's a big thing. Plus, you have these big uh, motorhome rental companies: Cruise America, El Camino RV. Uh, U-Haul does some 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 stuff in some states, but it's a big rental where you can just. Drop some money, rent an RV, drive it from destination, you know, from point A to point B, and drop it off and be done. Or so, say somebody you know is going to go to the, they want to go out to say Utah, right, from from Arizona. So they get a plane, they fly out somewhere, then they rent a car, and then they go stay in a hotel, you know, and and do that. Is it in the long run a cheaper experience if you have an RV or you have access to one? It, it to be able it to do something like that. It depends on it depends on your comfort level what you're looking for. Uh, there are places that I would go and stay in a hotel and rent a car because that's the, the experience that I want. Yeah. But I enjoy the camping experience. So I would prefer the taking my truck in the camper and driving across the country. But no, that's not for everybody. It's the comfort level and what people are used to. Justin has gone out. He's done all this uh, with the RV. So we'll have to we'll talk to him next week because there's a lot to talk about uh, as well. You know, the big focus really has been uh, over the last, um, I guess, couple of weeks when it comes to technology has really been education. Um, you know, I know Broadway, your daughter is an educator uh, that so is, is in the thick of this. Uh, when Sean, you work at a university, uh, Amanda, you're working in education as well. I mean, this has all really kind of been impacting you and the technology to make this work. Now, Sean, you kind of went on a whole reversal from last week to where we are this week. So two weeks ago, uh, the university announced that they were going completely to a digital platform, no in-person classes. Not sending anybody home, but just going to a fully digital platform 
students off campus stay off campus students on campus stay in their dorms or you know within their dorm area um and we saw a reduction in the covid cases <clears throat> on friday the whatever last friday was the date the university announced that we, on wednesday the 2nd of august we're going back to in-person classes wow so the last week and a half we converted a one of our smaller studio spaces into a what we call global classroom which allows a professor to do a zoom call interact with the students we have a microsoft surface that's in there that they can use they can use all the applications on the microsoft surface they can share the screen on the surface and still interact with the students and so we had to re we had to build this up in this studio and we only had a short period of time to do it thankfully back in march we were tasked with building essentially the same thing so we we had already all the infrastructure in place so it was a little bit easier but it wasn't as used as much back in march because we were at the end of the spring semester going into summer and they only used it for a handful of summer classes but with this this global new global classroom that we built the professors are already using it we've already had a couple of professors into using it we have more that are using it tomorrow and we'll see what happens wednesday if some professors decide to still do digital or if they're going to do it we're seeing a lot of frustration with professors and instructors going back and forth between mm-hmm. in person and digital digital in person because it changes the way they build their classrooms Be, they build their their classes and lectures and things like that. And there are just frankly, some classes you can't do digitally things that have labs and other things like that. So you're seeing some of that frustration come out and um, it's just been a lot of zooms, a lot of integration with zoom. And it's just, it's been a lot of work Um, and it's interesting to see where we go from here in terms of education online um, because it's so accessible, Mm -hmm. but then it's not. Because not everybody, not the internet is not equal across the United States, right? A lot of rural America doesn't have access to the internet at home. My parents, even in r- northern rural Michigan, don't have access to cable internet. Oh, really? They, my How do they connect? Rely, my parents rely on the 4G wireless. We call I call them a hockey puck because it looks like a hockey puck. Right. Uh, they rely on a 4G hockey puck that uh, jetpack or whatever uh, to connect to the internet. So. My parents have seen a significant decrease in their bandwidth because they're relying on the 4G cell network. And with everybody home, everybody doing online learning, and they have seen their bandwidth, they they struggle to get decent internet at their house. Um, so, you know, you you see these articles, and it's it's kind of depressing, really. Is you have students who, while their parents are working, are going to local McDonald's or local Taco Bells or places that have free Wi-Fi, the public libraries, things like, but not everything's still open. Yeah. Right? Some so of the libraries kids, have, have closed. Right. So you have these kids that are sitting outside of these libraries, connecting to the free Wi-Fi, the free public Wi-Fi, trying to do their homework because they don't have internet access at home. Yeah. I saw, so I saw a story about that this past week as well, where some kids were sitting outside a, a Taco Bell and, you know, the, the employees were, Why are you, what are you doing here? They're sitting on the sidewalk. They're just trying to get their school lessons done because they didn't have any internet at home. Yeah. And so Broadway mentioned Starlink, right? Starlink yeah. is the Elon Musk startup that is launching satellites into space that is offering 
in my opinion, incredible internet speeds with low latency. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any data of what they're doing as far as downloads and uploads. True, true, faster speeds than five gigahertz. They're talking a hundred to a gigabit immediately per customer. Hundred megabits to a one gigabit speeds available at current wow. cable prices. But there, it's not available a, as of yet, so we're not really. I'm in stage two, so I actually signed up, and then they replied to me saying you're definitely in an area where we'd like to let you participate. Uh, wait for your next email. Wow. So could this happen before the end of the year, you think? I don't think so. No. Right, now who, who... Oh, I, can't, I can't say that, though. Elon Musk will do stuff just to, you know, he's like, I, I can't say, I can't use the reference because you tell me not to use these things. But he, he's definitely a, a, a polarizing individual in the science world. All right. Science and technology well, world. Okay. He'll, so he'll who, who, stuff in spite. Who, this is only going to be available to those rural areas like Sean. I mean, you're, you're. You know, your no, parents, no, no, I think. No, no. So think of it. Think of it like this. This is the best way that I, I did the best analogy that I come up with. Satellite TV. Mm -hmm. You have a receiver. You have a dish at home that you calibrate on your TV. It says, OK, you're watching a little bar go up as you turn it. Your signal strength gets better. OK, as long as you have a view to whatever the arc is where these satellites are going to reside in. Right. Most of the most of the television arc is in the like the if you're in the Midwest, I don't know what the latitude is. But it's like 40 degrees above the horizon is where the arc is for most television satellites. Okay. So as long as you have a clear view to the south and can see 40 degrees above the horizon, you're going to hit most of the TV satellites. So you have to look at it as a footprint. There will be an area on a map, a big circle, that has a satellite footprint that says you are within this transponder's footprint. And all you have to be is a clear view to the, clear view to the sky at whatever altitude – these satellites are going to be at, and that's your, that's your, that's it. Wow. Now I remember, so I remember when I first moved to uh, the Tucson area, um, it's when, you know, uh, we're talking about high speed internet started to really become available. I mean, I was on dial up before that. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember there was a company that was servicing the, the apartment building that I lived in and they were, they were offering quite a bit, but it was also at quite the premium. I'm wondering our, are we going to see a service like Starlink, uh, you know, kind of saying, hey, listen, we're offering something that people aren't going to be, get, be getting in other areas. So we're going to we're going to jack the price up a bit. Are we going to find that to be a little more pricey? Yeah. And I think that's going to drive the debate on whether or not Internet is a utility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think his I think his whole purpose is to make it available for everybody. Yes. Literally, like he wants to be the he believes the Internet should be free. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I, and I agree with that. You just look at the number of like, if you don't have internet, you could lose your job. Right. True. True. If you don't have internet, you could fail school. How is that acceptable that not everybody has access to it, but it's required. And we've almost, I mean, think about it, you know, everything we do, paying our bills, doing our banking, now buying cars, you know, uh, we had the people on from cars.com talking about that. And, you know, uh, shopping, all of that's done online now. Right, but you have to look at it from a perspective that a lot of rural America can't do that because they don't have good internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. How, how is this? Now, Amanda, Amanda's in, in that. Now, you're actually, you know, San Bernardino, Riverside. That's that's a pretty good populated area. So internet, I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue there. But do you still have students that are saying, no, I don't get internet? Yeah, so our, our district in our area, I know a few of the areas surrounding us as well. We've kind of beefed up our VPN stuff, our, you know, local area network and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, because it was a problem in March and they had to use, you know, the little hot spots and different things in the areas or go somewhere. So, um, yeah, we've really stepped up quite a bit in this area and pushed things out, but it's also kind of bogged down the system a little bit because everybody's on and all the kids, you know, want to play their video games at the same time mom and dad are having calls for work. And and so, like, if you don't have something, you know, like a, a, a more powerful mesh router or something like that, then, you know, you're going to have a lot of connectivity kind of in and outs and, you know, you know the same problems everyone's having right now. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's it's definitely an interesting, like completely different yeah, world right now. Just to have it's, that, and I I'm loving the creativity people are having with it. So it's really neat to see like how creative you can be with different things. Like Broadway's doing weird things right now with his computer, and it's distracting. Sorry, um, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like it's like it's like this whole new world for me. So for me, it's like play, but like for other people, it's like well, they don't have you know, the access at home. So how are we going to get them that? So I know like in our particular area, like they've really beefed it up. They've really gone out of their way and worked all summer. Like they're working Saturday. I mean, our tech departments are just amazing people in general. I have to shout them out because mm-hmm. yeah. I know they're not getting a lot of sleep like we aren't. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting because it seemed like at the start of this, uh, the big concern was getting the kids the technology when it comes yeah. to a Chromebook. Or getting them, you know, a laptop. You never heard somebody, we're going to get them a MacBook. That, that, you didn't hear that. But you did hear, you know, we're going to get them, we need to get kids uh, Chromebooks so they can work at home. And, you know, a lot of that's happened. I, I had at least three calls from people saying, do you have an old laptop you can let me use? You know, can I buy an old laptop for you, from you? Because right now the stores, the manufacturers, are having a hard time pushing those out. You know, we've heard of, of things being in demand from from joysticks to you know, to the Nintendo switches and now what the kids need for school Chromebooks, they're not able to get their hands on them. That was issue number one. Now issue number two has been the internet. How did the kids get the internet? Is there any resource that people that are listening that go, I want to help out. Is there anything they can do? I mean, um, other than I, I would say get in touch with your local library really because the local library, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the local library by hometown will rent out laptops. Hmm. That's a good like idea. You can, you, can, you can check them out right. from the library. And I know that a lot of other places do that too. So a lot of people just completely forget about your local libraries. Mm-hmm. There's a, they're a huge resource for people with that uh, don't have access to things or need internet or need to print print a piece of paper. Or A lot of people will think, oh, I'll just go to Kinko's and print a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Well, they Most even have time- 3D printers at the library. No, too, they like do people. not. Yes, yes and they're for free. Are you kidding me? For a certain number of hours, like two hour limit in our area. Oh yeah, they do. I had yeah. no idea. Really, it's been oh, a yeah. while since I've been to the library. I need to go. You, I mean, you should read more. Now, <laughs> when, back in the day when I went to the library a lot, I just went to the library to play Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah, we used yeah. to play rock band. You know what I used to do? No, you know what I used to do? I used to go in the audiovisual center and I would rent a sixteen millimeter projector, or they would let me take one into the little screening room. And I would just play old 60 millimeter movies because I'm a movie guy, right? That's, That's what I would have do. I've never seen Star- Spaceballs, right? Yeah, they didn't have it on 16 millimeter. They didn't have it on 16 <laughs> no. millimeter. No, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the whole still, thing. Is still bringing that one up. We're I, still bringing that up because he still hasn't watched it. I yeah. had no idea. Yes, I did finally watch it and I liked it. But I had no idea that they had the 3D printers. So and yeah. then when you go in, you have to buy the filament and all that stuff, right? 
No, no, actually you go, I mean, there's some, it depends on how much time you're using, how much stuff you're using, but that you can actually go in and just use it for free for a certain amount of time. I think it's two hours. Mm -hmm. So whatever prints in two hours, I mean, two hours is something like, you know, little tiny little thing, or, you know, maybe something like to hold your cell phone or something, but, but yeah, you, you could definitely like Riverside County, San Bernardino County, we've had, we've got that there. And they even have like really cool programs for kids that, you know, some, some are open now, like you said, and you know, some aren't, but I would definitely reach out to them. And I'd also reach out to the County offices or the local um, school districts themselves, because even within like certain school districts, they might have certain restrictions, whether or not you can BYOD or whatever, like bring your own device. Mm -hmm. Some of them do not let you do that. My husband's been revamping old laptops from you know like that are discard or whatever to give to like nieces and nephews and you know people that don't have them and um, I know some of our 3d print community they've been doing that too and they've been giving out the devices I have a friend in New York that does that and one in Canada so um, yeah they've just been revamping devices that are good you know the stuff that we've talked about here on the show you know Sean's done and and Broadway yeah there was that article you were out last week we were talking about it how uh I think it was ZDNet did an article, or it might have been PC Gamer, but they did an article on how you can take an old laptop um, and re refurbish it as a Chromebook because the Chromebook, you know, hardware standards are a little less. Now, where you get the OS, I'm not sure because, you know, it's its own OS if they make that available. Android. It's, it's a regular Android. Though. It's a, it's, yeah, download. it's a regular Android system, so you could download that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, you could do that. And I've, then... I've created a virtual image with an Android, right? You could create a virtual image into an Android on any <laughs> device. Or, I mean, um, yeah, I can't literally. Talk you can talk to put... you when you're in that car. <laughs> <laughs> this is my truck. This is my truck. All right, for our listeners that are on the radio listening and can't watch the, you see, we all see each other on the video. And because Broadway is invested in this green screen, he's having fun. He's got a picture of his big. What is that, an expedition? Suburban? Excursion. Excursion, sorry. He's got a picture of his big excursion, and he's put himself inside of the car. So it looks like we're talking to him inside. I will screenshot this and share this on our website. It's like, I'm sorry. It's very distracting, my friend. It really and is. That's what my job is. We're not supposed to have a conversation. We're just supposed to joke and laugh at me. It's, Come on. It's because play matters. Right? You know, you just give me a. We could do an entire video podcast of guys sitting or cast sitting in cars. So we could put, you know, men in a car, Sean in a car, me in a car. Right, we'd just right. be sitting there. So that our, our listeners can see, like, we're there with them. Yeah, have a we're cup in the of car. Joe, have a dash wiggling, oh little bobblehead. Oh, I'm going to find one. I'm going to find a bobbleheaded dashboard where I'm sitting behind it. You watch. I'm going to find a lowrider just like I used to have. Here it comes. Thank you for just keeping the show on point. I appreciate that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, you, I play with technology. All right. So I, I'm kind of wondering, though, uh, and Sean, you probably know this one more than anybody else. You know, with the way that we've seen it go back and forth. Like, oh, you're going to be on campus. You're going to be off campus. You're going to be on campus. Um, I know I'll be, I'll be honest with you. My neighbors next door, they're not letting their kids go to school. They, they just, she already decided that the three kids are going to be doing homeschooling. And I, I think we're, we are going to see a greater number of that, especially into the next year. Do you think, though, this is going to get education, uh, educational systems to finally say, you know what? We need to build a contingency in case this ever happens Again, we get a second wave, numbers go up across all levels, elementary, high school, college. Are we going to see that more often? 
uh, I think you're going to see a. It's hard to say mm-hmm. because we know we can do it. Mm-hmm. We know we can go digital. What's stopping large universities now from offering completely online stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The I mean, a lot of university money comes from room and board. Oh yeah. And so that's a that's it, not saying that's a huge push for them, but that they would lose a lot of money if they didn't have students on campus. And you are as a student, I I loved my college experience. And. I don't want to take that away from anybody, but what about the student that may want to learn digitally? It's not for everybody, right? Yeah. I, right. you know, I can't work from home. I'm too much of a hands-on person. A lot of my job requires me to be hands-on with certain equipment or certain pieces of technology that only live on campus, right? Or fiber optics stuff. Now I could do a lot of my job from home, right? but not everything. And I tried the, the work from home. I tried the doing document work from home. It sucked. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. Yeah. But we know we can do it. It's going to be a, a big adjustment for many people. It yeah, really is. Sure. And and you're still you're seeing this now, Amanda. I mean, with students. Yeah. Have you had students I mean, that just said, you know, I'm sorry, Miss Amanda, we're not coming. We're not coming back to school. Not 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 coming back to school, but we've had a lot of. Um, it's been a little bit of a mix because we have this. We have the parents that want to choose the digital option for their child. And they're like, let's just let's just do this. No matter what happens, we're just going to do the digital. So our district actually stepped up, and, and we have just digital online teachers. Like that's it. Like that's what their job is to do. They're just doing. I guess you would call it like a homeschooling, but it's not. You mm-hmm. still have a teacher, right? Um, and and. We also have the other option where any time, you know, between this time frame, when we get off that list of, you know, the watch list or whatever that we're on, um, we call it Ninja Turtles because it's different colors, just like them. <laughs> and, you know, right now we're at Michelangelo. And when we get to Raphael, we get to pop, maybe go back to the classroom, you know, um, and do some hybrids. So anytime now we could go hybrid, um, you know, it, it just depends on the area. So it's a weird space because, you know, we won't have all the students at once. And so then what happens? Cause that's going to be a whole nother thing was you're going to have some students off campus, some students on campus, and that's just one teacher. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but, and, but we have contingency plans in place. Um, thank goodness. They've already kind of worked through some things this summer and um, we have that plan in place. If we do need to go back to distance learning or, you know, where we're at, but, um, it's just been a lot of interesting, um, outcomes, you know, through this process. So it's, it's definitely not an easy process at all. And we're kind of having to go a little slower than what we initially planned, you know, and that's okay. And, um, I think if people, once they realize that that's okay to go a little bit slower and take a little bit more time and care with kids and adults and make sure everyone's doing the best that they can and doing okay. Well, especially us, we've all said, you know, technology, great yeah. for the kids to learn. They need to learn it's coding and getting familiar with technology. We've kind of like forced them into this now by having them sit in front of a laptop and not that they weren't before, but now it's gone from, you know, playing uh, games on the laptop to maybe still playing games, but like Minecraft for education or, you know, other technology terms, but really getting them familiar with that. What is it? What is that that you're holding up right now? This is a merge cube. Have you ever seen a merge cube? It's a squishy, (laughs) it's a squishy cube. I just got this like, just got this recently. It's a it's an AR VR hologram cube. 
Okay. So it's 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 a merge technology, and it's basically something you can hold in your hand. You use a device like a, a a lens or your phone, and you can hold actual physical objects in your hand. So like right now, I'm looking at the merge website. It's got a, a merge mergeedu.com. It's got a, a a shark, and you can see the internal workings of the shark. And while you're holding it and you're touching the device, that's and it projects on top of that cube when you're yeah, wearing the so, the lens. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That so is pretty cool. It's kind of like a QR code thing on the different sides, but then you can actually see the the AR VR parts of it, and it you can hold it in your hand. Where can our listeners find out more about that? So uh, it's merge mergeedu.com, or you can just go to merge.com and it'll come up. Uh, mergecube.com and it can come up, and it's just something kind of cool. I know right now we don't want them touching a lot of stuff, but if they have it at home, it was only like 20 bucks. Oh, cool. I like it. All right. Yeah. We, we take a quick break. We come back. Um, some big announcements. Wonder Woman 1984. Go be coming out. It's going to be in theaters. And the promotional marketing campaign is kicked off in the high gear. We'll tell you what you could expect to see coming up with Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. Okay. So the big movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, a lot of people were thinking that movie's not going to come out till next year. We've seen so many movies held back. You know, I, I'd be honest with you. I really was looking forward to seeing Top Gun Maverick, which is going to be out around the holidays. And now they've moved it to June of next year. It's just another movie that got moved. Of course, uh, Bill and Ted, a face of music. Did anybody see that? Anybody like spend the $25 on it? No, 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 uh, that no. did pretty good. You know, how, you know how, you know how urban came up to us and asked about it. Hey dad, do you know anything about that that new movie that that dude that was in that 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 film where he kind of like does this? Who's that dude's <laughs> name, Dad? Uh, son, that dude is Keanu Reeves, and yeah, he's got a dude movie, and it's called Bill and Ted. Yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah, it's kind of cool, Dad. And that was it. That was it. That I, was, I was it. like, okay. Yeah, okay. the, a, they've they've moved yeah, a lot of movies. Although you know, uh, some of the movies like Mulan. That's big. You know, of course, that's going to be just like Bill and Ted. It's going to cost you a few bucks if you want to get it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I did see on Disney+, Plus this past week, uh, the movie The One and Only Ivan. And I don't know if... Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love this movie. It is such... Did you see it yet? It's, no, but I read the book. Oh, so I know. wow. <laughs> I, I could not believe how much I liked that movie. I had a smile on my face through most of the movie. They've taken CG, you know, and then they've taken live action. Um, the Ivan the Gorilla is CG. Henrietta is Shaka Khan, the voice of Shaka Khan. Um, you've got other voices, Danny DeVito, Angelina Jolie, they're in it. And it's just such a nice family-oriented story that I really just love the movie. And then even more so when you see it's a, based on a real story and they show the real Ivan at the end of the movie. You stay for the credits, you get a chance to see, this is really Ivan. This is really the guy that took care of Ivan, you know, and it is based on a true story. So I totally recommend the one and only Ivan. Um, also, that sounds awesome. The other one is Lovecraft Country. Uh, if you're a science fiction fan, it's uh, by the guys who did Lost. Not for the family. <laughs> it's not for the kids. That not one is, for the kids. No, this one is, it's really good. It's really intense, but that one's on HBO. So Wonder Woman. Big movie. It's going to be in theaters October 2nd. Uh, I like the first one. I think the second one's going to be pretty good because it takes place in the year 1984. The merchandising has already started to kick off. So what do you think that they put out this past week 
announcing they were going to come out with three different ones. The Lasso of Truth. And the, the, airplane. the Gold Armor and the Cheetah Print Xbox consoles. Three different Xbox consoles. Mm-hmm. They are, are ugly. <laughs> they are very ugly. They're ugly. Wait, I have to, wait, I have to look this up. This they is are. No, it's no. like, it's, they're ugly. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. It's just ugly. Skin? Would you say it's perfect? No, per- they, it's- are, they are like fur-covered Xboxes. Yeah. What? They're ugly. Yeah. So you can look that up right now. Wonder Woman Xboxes, The Last of the Truth, which was just... Oh! <laughs> Yeah. Those of you who can't see Amanda's reaction proves my point. They are ugly. Oh. oh my gosh. Are you okay? No. Okay. Wait. Hold on. I like the rainbowy kind of orangey. That would be the last two of truth. That one's yeah. nice with the rainbow thing. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. Oh. What do you think about the cheetah print based on the cheetah character no. that's in it? It looks like my golf bag. Actually, I do have a golf oh. bag that looks like that. But no. No. Broadway, any thoughts? No, no. I'm just going to sit here in my car and chill out. I just, you know. Oh, my God, Broadway. Thank you, thank you. I can't with you guys. I can't. Man. Oh, man. All right. uh, Xbox console needs to go. No, the Xbox, Xbox, look, seriously, uh, on all kids aside, they tried to beat PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Which looks like Portal. Yeah, like, it does. It looks like a portal, portal device from the game. Because everybody, because because PlayStation sent me a thing that says, "Are you gonna? Will you pre-order?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm going. <laughs> yes." It's sort of like Jordash Deans when they were the thing back in the day. How we all just sort of wanted to have them because they were cool. That's what I think about the PlayStation Five. Oh, I, cool. There's no technical reason. There's no technical reason. No, Do honestly, they it's have it's different, um different like skins and stuff that they're gonna have because like all yeah, my consoles are black. Like all my all right. my like. Stuff is all the same. Well, color. that's why you it need the Wonder Woman one, like a white one or a purple one. I'm not getting a Wonder Woman Xbox. It's not <laughs> happening. Right yeah, no, no I'm, I'm, buying, I'm buying. I'm buying. I want the jet black version of whatever they're yeah. making because yeah. this one looks. Ju- it just. It does. It looks too portalish or too. It does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks too clean. It looks too sterile. Yeah. Here, here is something else too. If you guys uh, are are looking for a little entertainment that might be on the technical level, uh, Emily's Wonder Lab, and if you haven't seen that yet. Uh, Emily is an MIT graduate. Emily Calandrelli is the host of the show. And she kind of tries to make science fun for kids with all kinds of activities, demonstrations, and at-home experiments. And, I mean, I think if if you've got kids and you're looking to have some fun with them, doing some experiments, uh, that's a show you might want to take a look at on Netflix. Although they've got a couple that are geared at the the tech heads this this month. Uh, The other one is High Score. Which I I was watching, and I gotta oh, say, did you see high that score. <gasps> high score? High score is amazing. Oh my it, gosh, I'm geeking Caitlin, out. Caitlin and I binged it, and no it's just it's so good. It really is. So I mean, you gotta look at every game we've ever played. I mean, oh. seriously, it's Donkey oh, it, Kong. It, it went it went back through my childhood. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, there are some games that are considerably yeah. older than I am, but my childhood, Watch I was yourself. like, oh. I played that. I know. I I played that game. I played that game. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had that on my Windows 3.1 machine, and we yep. talked about that last week. You know, it's like, but it's the history and it's the untold stories of how certain people influenced the games, and one person 
saying one thing to a Nintendo executive got this thing done, and it's just it's incredible how it was. Just, it- I've only it's got the so thir- first three done, right? And so I'm sitting there watching like the second episode, I think it was like the second of the series. And I'm literally sitting there crying. I'm like a little kid crying, going, oh my gosh, I'm a gamer. And oh my <laughs> gosh, I was in esports before esports was a thing. I'm right. literally like tearing up watching the show. I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> there, <laughs> you know? some, there, and it was, it's pretty interesting when you find out, you know, when they got that light bulb moment, he's like, oh, why, why are you creating games? When are you creating games? When they realized that we could take a game and have somebody put a quarter in it and they can play for two minutes. And then after two minutes, it's over. They want to play some more? It's another quarter. And, I mean, if you remember how many arcades popped up at shopping malls and corner stores because the money they were generating, like, we would think, okay, maybe 100 bucks, 200 bucks. No, we're talking in the millions that these arcades from all over the country were bringing in. Yeah. That's a a hard topic for me because, I mean... we can't we can't say that statement without mentioning the bad part about all that, right? We were raised with it. It was an addiction too, because um, there were. My father was a highly addictive person, and he was a recovering alcoholic. But when gaming came out, he literally would spend hours in front of the Miss Pac-Man machine because that's his only way of dealing with stress. And I, as an adult now, realize that's what happened. But it was a very costly endeavor that we went through while he was in that mode. Because I remember spent he would drop twenty or thirty dollars a night gaming in a game room which just had two oh, machines yeah. and he'd say oh just one more game just one more game and he's not winning anything but it was a mental you know it was it was a way for him because you know i found out my dad had ptsd all this other stuff post his his life but when i look back at that i'm like wow and then i look about veterans today i mean we don't realize how much actually games do help mm-hmm. to offset some of the other issues so for me when i watched it it kind of brought up a, a sweet and you know kind of a bitter sweet yeah but it also it was a little bit bitter, but then I look at myself today, and here I am. I'm still on front. I'm, I'm still in front of technology. I use it the same way my dad did. But I think that if, as long as you're able to see it, uh, see the things for what it does, maybe we can do better with it instead did, of it just being a game player. I didn't yeah, see if, like the, if I was that kid too. Like I was that right. little kid, that eight year old kid in, in the arcade, and I had two dollars. That was it to play, right? So like it was mm-hmm. like an equity thing with me, but I was still that kid that stood there for six hours watching somebody else get the high <laughs> score in right. Pac-Man or Dig Dug, right. you know, because right. that's what was so cool. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he just beat like, that whose name score. is that? Who? Yeah, you people yeah. by their initials. Like, whose three right? initials are that in that game? Like, <laughs> and then if it was your three initials, you were like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm ALW. And you, whatever. And you, and you tell people, you tell people, hey, you remember that store over there that has that machine that yes. has my initials in the first place? And yes. then you forget that the, the most of the owners, you tell them, you'd beg them, please don't turn that machine off at night. Please don't turn it off at night. Because they would turn them off <laughs> right? and then and it would remove clear all the top scores. Yeah. Oh. I, I think the only one I ever got my my initials on was Frogger. That was about it. You remember you have to help the frog cross the street? <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. serious. I think that was all I ever got. You don't get run over, right? So with, with the invention of barcades and things like that, I went to Chicago for a Halloween. This is probably four or five years ago. And they had a Lord of the Rings pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I, you could not peel me away from that thing. <laughs> and I ended up with the high score on that pinball machine at the end of the night. How much did you, would you say it, you dropped into it? It was, well, so part of the barcade was you paid 10 bucks to get in and all the games were free. Oh, that's cool. That's good. So I, I probably spent, you know, two or three hours easy 
probably would have spent 10 or $15 oh, in that time man. period because I just love, for one, I love pinball games, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's just, it's so much fun. I yeah. can tell you, Andy, there was a, there was a monster. I think we talked about this before a uh, monster bash when I was working in the technology in the, in the, the Bay area. Every day at lunch, we'd go to the same pizza joint, and on uh, the IT department and a few of us other guys, we would literally go and play Monster Bash in a tournament every day at lunch. So we would, you got four guys playing on a pinball machine doing a tournament, and you only got a dollar to start with, and the first one that runs out without the highest score. And that alone, I mean, like, I got through my whole 30s like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was <laughs> what was your like favorite? What was your favorite game to play? Sean, did you have one? I mean, other you said the king, the oh, the pinball boy. game was uh, fun, but so two two of my favorites uh, were the Battletoads arcade cabinet, yes. and a buddy one. of mine wow. in my hometown opened an arcade, and he has one of the. It's a pretty rare cabinet. It's one of the original four station X Men cabinets. Oh wow! A, a friend of mine, when he opened one summer. We went in and in probably about four or five hours, dropped $20 into this X-Men cabinet and beat it. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. So I really like the X-Men cabinet. I really love it. Pretty much any pinball machine, really. Um, and Battle Battletoads. So. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm, yes. Yeah, that's one I never I never really got to play. Amanda, oh, what is your what would your, your favorite be? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Uh, I would think, okay, so I have a couple of favorites because my I would say my favorite arcade stand-up game of all time was probably Dig Dug, right? Oh, and it has Dig nothing Dug. to do with even Minecraft, but I realize now it's like Minecraft. like right? Yeah. Um, and then my favorite video game of all time, and this is going to sound really like kind of mainstream and silly, but it's the very first one that I ever like won and felt accomplished is just Super Mario Brothers. Like mm. just... Even on when I got the Wii back in the day, like I turned the controller sideways and download Mario Brothers, and it was like playing all over again. You know, yeah. or, I love Excitebike too. So, the, the, like, those are my three. How about you, Broadway? I, I go. My favorite uh, console was Mega Mania on Atari. Uh, my very my favorite uh, stand-up quarter machine was uh, uh, Donkey Kong. And my favorite 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 uh, game that um, as an adult was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, great on games. On the original. Great games. My Mine I dropped the most quarters in had to have been uh, Donkey Kong. I just loved it, yes. Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we're going to take a, another quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. So if you're listening to the show, you likely heard about the new GT, the new NVIDIA GTX cards that came out. All right, for, for, our list, for our listeners who don't know what NVIDIA GTX cards are, what how how would that help their computer? Uh, it would make things look pretty. It's, it's <laughs> Very a pretty. Card that it makes, makes it run faster. It makes it run faster. It's uh, but they have announced there's on September one they announced their new RTX 3090 and 3080. But at the time of this recording, it was only rumors and the rumors are incredible. All right. So what are uh, we, what are we looking at? I mean, uh, just better, better resolution. It's just, it's just, it's just going to be better resolution. It's going to be able to handle way more, way more data throughput and output. Um, but it's going to be expensive. Yeah. You know, Justin, Justin paid, 
eight hundred something for his uh, RTX twenty twenty ninety, which is an incredible video card. Yeah. Um, and I bought his GTX ten seventy, RTX ten seventy, which is a great is a great video card. I can still play most of the top end games on almost the best settings, but I don't get the ray tracing and the other types of uh, graphical performance that these other cards are producing, which pretty soon as the industry follows the technology, my car, I'm going to have to upgrade just because. <laughs> just, does this mean you'd have to upgrade to a new motherboard or they're going to fit it with today's motherboard standards? Oh God. So when I bought the 1070 of Justin, I actually had to move to a new case because my case wasn't long enough for the GTX 1070. Yeah, some of these cards can be pretty big. You know, when I built my computer back in 2009, uh, it was just a generic Cooler Master. uh, I'm running a GeForce board. Mm -hmm. So it's just a generic fit the board, fit the, you know, I think I had a, a, when I first originally bought the board, I think I had a GTX 660 Sparkle, one gig, I think, right? Oh man! So then I upgraded to the rate. I went to an AMD card. I bought the Radeon seventy eight seventy, which I got for a great deal on Black Friday, and that that lived up until I bought Justin's ten seventy. So, um, the the Franken case that I have right now it needs an upgrade. <laughs> um, I don't have a side on it. There's fans all over it. It's it's a mess. It's a hot mess. But um, you, I would likely, I would have to upgrade because. The new cards require PCI Express 4.0. Oh, wow. Um, uh, power supply has got to be pretty... It's going to demand yeah, a lot, I would think. So I have an 800-watt power supply in my machine. I'd be able to run everything off of that, but not by much. Oh, man. Uh, it's just, it's, they're saying that the, the, te- the 3090 is going to pull 350 watts, which is insane. You're, wow. You're running... You know, the processors on these are faster than most people's computers. Right. So it's it's incredible what they're coming up with, and it's it seems like it hasn't been that long since they announced the 2080. I feel like we're getting into the cycle where it's every two years they're just jumping up another generation. I gotta tell I gotta tell you about something I found that could be uh could be a big help for a lot of people, and I found it by accident. So um in the work that I do uh, with different radio shows and talking about music and all that stuff, um, I find a lot of my stuff on Twitter. So what I usually will do is I'll be scrolling on Twitter on my smartphone, right? And I do have a Google account. I'm sure all of us have Google accounts, right? And I scroll on and I find a story that I like. And I go, oh, that's pretty interesting. So I'll screen cap it. So I screen cap it. And then when it comes time to me to write the information I need, I will go back into Google Photos and I'll look at what I have there and I will type out pretty much you know, kind of with my own words, what I have there, but it's a lot of typing and that's time consuming. The other day by accident, I'm on Google, Google, and I, I had done the same thing. I'd done Twitter and I'd save the, 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 save the Twitter picture to my, my photos. And then on my phone, fo- on my phone, I open it up and I'm looking at it and I see something down there at the bottom. It says, use Google lens to copy text. And I'm thinking, what? And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, What's it talking about? So I push the little button and it highlights the text in the photo that I've just screen capped. And then I'm, I, I can, you know, change the areas that I want copied or I could copy the entire paragraph. And then it gives you the option. Once you do that, 
to send it to wherever computer you want. So if I'm working on my desktop, I can send it to that computer. Right-click and paste that text, which I've just copied off that photo into the into uh, my document, which is absolutely mind-boggling. I never even knew this existed, Google Lens. So if you have this, you have Google, you can copy this text, which is great because if you have a document and you don't want to retype the whole thing, you take a photo of the document now. Then you could use Google Lens, copy that text in, right click, you know, basically send it to the computer you want. You get a list of all the computers that have Google on there and then right click and paste it. You, you know, we have that in Microsoft too. No, I didn't know. What, what is it? It's called, what? It's called Office Lens. Office, Office Lens. Lens. I didn't even know about this. All right. Now, yeah. how do you use it? Same thing. You can scan anything. I could literally scan like an album cover. I could scan this cup next to me. Like you just scan it. Uh -huh. Tell it where to go. It could go to a OneNote. It could go to a doc, like a drive. It would OneDrive. Like same same kind of thing. So I just I totally just went cool. ahead. I just went ahead and bought 365. Yeah. I went ahead and si signed up for a yeah. year of that. So I have that yeah. capability now within that. Yeah, you just have to download. You just download Office Lens on your on your mobile device, and it's just a little you know Microsoft Office Lens. You link it to whatever account. Sorry, you link it to whatever account you want. You can take a picture of something. You can take make it a JPEG. You can make it anything and send it to. Oh, I had no idea. Want. See, okay. here I am thinking I've discovered something and nobody <laughs> knows about it, but they have it. Yeah, Sorry. actually. So I was trying to decide about whether I was going to get Office 365 or not, because I'm I still I'm still using Office 2007 and it works for me. I mean, I really I don't need very much more than that. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Gloria needed it on her laptop. And she needed office. And I said, I don't have a license available. And, you know, I didn't want to spend, you know, $149 to get her single user. You could only use it on your laptop. You can't use it on your desktop. So I said, you know, maybe it's time to go to 365. That way we get six licenses. You know, I get one. She gets one. The laptop gets one. It's $99 a year. But what really sold me is when I found out they've just added and they, you're going to tell me this has been around for a while, but they've just added <laughs> dictation transcribing in uh, Microsoft Word in 365, where yeah. we could take the audio from this show, yeah. drag it into Microsoft Word, and it will transcribe everything we've said in the show. Yeah, and you could change languages with Immersive Reader. So this has been around for a while. Again, something else that I thought uh, I'd discovered. Immersive Reader's <laughs> been around for, for a few years. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Like, we use it in everything. Like, pretty much, I would say 99% of of the, the things that Microsoft has uh, in their in their repertoire or whatever you call suitcase, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, they they use can use immersive reader. Um, there's a few languages that they're still working on, like Arabic and stuff like that, but it mostly translates to everything else. So we can then just pull this in, manipulate yeah. it, use it how we need, and it saves a whole lot of time in retyping stuff. Did yeah. anybody get a chance to take a look at uh, Amazon Halo? Did anyone look into that, or did you did you guys hear about that? So Halo is their the Amazon's new fitness tracking device. So it's uh, it's worn on the wrist, uh, and there's no but there's no screen on it. So the way it interfaces is through a Bluetooth connection to your smartphone, and the app is on your smartphone. And a lot of people talking about the app, and one of those features on that app is called Tone. So this wrist wearing device from Amazon. Let's see how many of you are going to say no way. Uh, has two microphones on it. So. Oh. It can monitor your 
conversations. It can monitor uh. your mood and can determine by your voice inflection uh, how you, what kind of mood you're in. So it can try and calm you down if you need to be calmed down. Again. Like what kind of mood I'm in right now looking at this? I don't I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, and of course, one of the big things is people said, well, we need to be able to turn off the microphones if we want to. And they're saying that you can, but a lot of people talking about this app, Fitness Tracker, saying Amazon Halo is going to be the new way that people are, are monitoring their, their health. Wow. I wow. don't know. That's, that's, I mean... That's scary. I... Uh, you make me nervous, man. Yeah. You make me nervous, Andy. Yeah. But you know what, though? We, like, if you have an, like, you, okay, you have an Alexa or whatever you call that thing. I call her Alexa, but whatever you call it, right? Or you have a, a Google Home device or a whatever. You, you're already kind of, <laughs> and then some people don't have them. Like Sean. Sean purposely look, won't look, get one. You have a cell phone, right? That's probably, li- I don't know. Maybe my watch is listening. I think, I, I think know. there's more, I think there's more people that will believe an Alexa device or Google home assistant is listening. Whereas our cell phones always. aren't. It, it, there's no question. They always they, they've are. been used are. in trials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been yes. used in trials. Oh, we yes. forgot that we didn't tell you that it was recording you when you murdered your wife. So here's <laughs> <Right>. proof. <laughs> Here's the audio. I'll remember that next wow. time. Wow. Make sure you unplug the Alexa before you that, do anything. That escalated illegal. really quickly. Wow. It happened. What about our phones? Are our phones listening to us when we're not using them? Well, of course they, they are. Yes. I mean, because like you've heard about those stories, right? Where people have like had an intruder or something in their home and Alexa's listening or, or whatever device you have. I just say Alexa because yeah. that's, you know, propriet. But like, in that sense, maybe that's a good thing because, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about, like, where is this sending information to? It's sending it information out there that I don't want. I don't want you to know my emotions all times of the day. Like, yeah, this is, and this is the thing. It's gonna say, it's gonna say, well, uh, uh, Amanda is upset. She's upset. This is what we hear in her voice pattern. She's angry. <laughs> you know? She doesn't like that Xbox. <laughs> the xbox fur right i don't know so, again you know will 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 people say oh yeah i definitely want this you know fitbit's got it of course because you can always look and see okay that's yeah. how it's doing and you know it's it's right there on your wrist well this they're tying it into your smartphone so again they're gonna have all this data they're gonna have the be able to push an ad all of that will be there you know what though i already have a smart bed that's connected to something so i'm sure everything's already wait a minute anyway. wait wait what smart bed what is a yeah, smart have, bed no i have one of you don't know about those those sleep number beds oh okay. is that a smart bed would they does it talk that, to you it like track can you like change it on your app and give yes. an app yes Oh, and it, see? And it adjusts during the night, and when your husband starts snoring, you just hit a button on your phone, and it raises his head like ever so slightly, so he stops snoring. See now, see it knows about you. It knows about your sleep. That's even, that's even worse. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. And and if the dog lays in the bed, it messes up your sleep number stuff, and uh, it's, I don't know. See, I've it's never ever heard of a smart bed before. Oh, it's a sleep number oh, yeah. bed. It's, it's all right. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyway. that's. That's some scary I stuff. Need, I don't need a smart bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice because bed. when you're, when when you're tossing sleep. and turning, it knows to like lower it so that you sink in. And then when it's, when you're, when you're just sit, like synced in, I don't know, it has zero gravity. It's the whole space thing. 
Very cool. That's great. All right. There you go with your smart bed. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, website of the week, gadget of the week. We've got something to share with you. That's on the way from Tech Talk Radio. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Are you guys uh, Star Trek fans? I mean, I know yes. it's cons- it's assumed yes. that if you play with technology, you're going to be a Star Trek fan. Now, Amanda's right. holding up like, I think because she creates little Yodas, that means she's yeah. a Star Wars fan. Right? I don't know. I've gotten into the Star Trek lately. Like, I've actually watched the first three ever episodes, and I kind of like it, I have to say. So, I don't know. Well, if you uh, never got a chance to see uh, Star Trek Discovery, that's on CBS All Access. CBS has got a problem. And the problem is they don't have shows. So, they're going to be pulling from the CBS All Access library, and Star Trek Discovery will be airing on the CBS Broadcast Network. So, if you've wanted to see the show, you thought, oh, I want to see that. Because it takes place 10 years before Kirk and Spock and Chekhov, all that. But Spock is in it, played by Ethan Peck, the grandson to actor Gregory Peck. Uh, look for that one to be hitting Star Trek Discovery on CBS Broadcast Network starting September 24th. All right, we got a cool uh, website of the week. It's it's just a lot of fun. And you know what? If you got grandkids that like Metallica, or maybe you do, you can amaze them with your technical abilities. Uh, Sean, what is this website? Metallica logo generator.com. So you go there and you can what? You type in anything you want. Whatever you want. Or you can download it. Not you yet. could save it. Uh, and again, impress the kids. Amanda, what did you create? I did a Team Unicorn logo. It's, it turned out okay. I tweeted it out. It's not too bad. Because what did you create, Sean? Bad. I just put in my last name and the D's are kind of funny. So it just looks like <laughs> E were. Right. E-word. Right. <laughs> right. It's just in the middle. Yeah, I, I, I did Tech Talk here. Radio, and it looked kind of goofy. My, my attempts all <laughs> yeah. over here. Oh, he's going to print it out. All right. <laughs> Goodness. He's oh, there it is. The- you were, Actually, it looks kind of cool. I like oh, that. Amanda looks really cool. Look, okay, I'm going to put this on my Facebook, I think. Oh, I, I like actually like it, Sean. Yours looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks okay. Yeah, um, I like it. MetallicaLogoGenerator.com. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Amanda. And I'm Broadway. You can find us on the web at TechTalkRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.